Miller. For the first episode between uh, the collaboration of Tiger Turf Talk and the Pioneer Athletics Groundskeeper Chat, we have three prominent high school turf grass programs across the country on where we have the directors, including myself, Josh Brodfidge and Kevin McCaffrey, um, all across the country from Florida, California to Virginia. Uh, This was just an incredible episode because truly this is the future of this industry and it is something that is going to change the outlook of what we all know and love in this industry. Students at Costa Del Mar High School, Bartram Trails High School, and Brentsville District High School are going to be the future leaders of this industry and they're going to be able to showcase from such a young age, you know, uh, freshmen are usually 14 year olds. Uh, leading into their senior being 18-year-olds looking to join this industry and have a great impact on the future of where we're heading. And being able to see it from these different programs' perspectives and where we have programs that have been around for a long time, programs that have been around for mine around five years to Kevin McCaffrey being his second full year, um, just being able to sort of see how even at different stages and different time frames of what these programs are at, there are so many kids and so many incredible things that are going on. Um, and really, it's just something that should inspire everyone. You know, it's something that has been my life's work. And to be able to showcase that and be able to be a part of everything, it's just truly incredible. Um, and being able to talk with Kevin McCaffrey, uh, being able to have like just the most slightest part of him starting the program, uh, just reaching out and being able to make that connection and for him to just take it and run with it, you know, um, and then being able to meet him out at Salt Lake City and to be able to talk and hear that he's actually helping get two more programs started up in the state of California is something that is truly incredible um and it's just something that i think as everyone should see these programs are going to impact the way that the world of turf grass is going to grow whether that's your college programs whether that's the labor force and i should say skilled labor force but these are the things that are going to change everything and that's why i think this episode is so important um i am a little biased you know being so closely connected to these programs um it's truly something that i hold dear to my heart so i hope you enjoy this episode of tiger turf talk welcome back everyone to our groundskeeper chat series my name is meg krueger i'm the content specialist with pioneer and this week we have a special edition episode trying to think of how I should phrase this, (laughs) but you will see over to my left or my right or down below, um, Drew Miller is actually here with us. And we have a special edition episode to help launch um, in a very exciting announcement that we have coming up. The blend, the collaboration, the dynamic duo of our Groundskeeper Chat series and Tiger Turf Talk. Um, so Drew will be taking my place at SFMA this year and hosting his podcast at the Pioneer booth. Um, and there's going to be, I think, 10, correct, Drew? Yeah, probably. Maybe 11. A, 10 to 11 phenomenal guests that you can go and see in person, live, um, their groundskeeper chat slash 
Tiger Turf Talk <laughs> podcast episode be recorded in person live. And then we're also going to have those on both of our social channels. Um, so a lot to look forward to. But for the chat here today, we have three gentlemen joining me to talk about, you know, nothing better than inspiring the next generation um, and how they're doing that through their own turf programs. Uh, so like I said, we have Drew Miller here. We also have Josh and Kevin joining us. And I'm going to let them, you know, take this, get it started and introduce themselves. Um, and then we'll kind of get all of their origin stories. So, Drew, since you're a familiar face, we're going to let you go first and you have to be the quickest one. Uh, <laughs> introduce <laughs> yourself and then give us a quick breakdown. Uh, so, like she said, I'm Drew Miller. I'm extremely excited to be working with Pioneer on this collaboration uh, when it comes to our social podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, I am at Brentsville District High School in Nokesville, Virginia. Uh, quick origin story is 2016. We started off with this program uh, where I came sort of fell into my lap, wasn't really on the path of being a teacher, but family uh, intervened somehow on accident. And yeah, I'm pretty much year six now here at Brentsville and doing pretty good, I think. So yeah, that's that's a uh, short and sweet. Right to the point. <laughs> I can't believe it's been six years. Yeah, let's not get into that, okay? I'm, my gray hairs keep going. Like I'm still only 27, and I'm really getting gray, so we got to stop that. <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, Drew was my first call, one of my first calls here at Pioneer. Uh, I called on him because I thought his story was super unique, and he really gave me the crash course to sports turf management and what – I would be up against uh, with dealing with groundskeepers. So I, <laughs> I'm, I love that we are now at this place where we're going to have this cool partnership. And I love that I can harass you and, you know, make fun Always. of your gray hair in six Always. years. Always, <laughs> you know that. Always. So Josh, I'll pass it to you and I won't Perfect. harass you because this is our first time meeting. So yeah, no. you, you get a, you get a slide this time, but <laughs> go ahead good. and introduce yourself and give us your origin story. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Josh Bradovich. I'm with uh, Bartram Trail High School in uh, St. John's, Florida. Uh, we're a suburb of Jacksonville. Um, this is my fifth year here at the school. Um, my origin uh, kind of fell in my lap. I uh, always wanted to be a, a high school football coach. And, you know, I was given the opportunity here through the football program. And, uh, you know, the turf grass position had opened. The athletic director came to me, said, hey, you know, young guy, you interested in something like this? And, uh, you know, funny story is before I took this job, I had I'd never mowed grass. I grew up on the beach. Uh, <laughs> I had rocks. And uh, so... You know, it's kind of a funny thing. My dad always really, you know, talk, likes to talk about that. <laughs> I never mowed grass before I got here. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where just I really feel like the stars aligned. I was given an opportunity. Um, great administration, great athletic director um, gave me a shot. And here I am, you know, five years going on six. It's uh, It's been an awesome experience so far. Wow. And that truly like encompasses the turf industry as a whole in the sense that like there's there's so many different access points like you can really, you know, get in the game right out of high school in high school. You can get in the game 20 years down the line. 
like our friend Kevin here, I know his origin story is similar to that, but it really is just like anybody can get involved if they're willing to put in the work. So I love that, that I love that story though, that, you know, you grew up on a beach and now you teach kids how to mow grass. It it is. It's (laughs) it's pretty funny. You know, I'm only about like 25 minutes from here. I didn't even know this program existed when I was in high school, Wow! Um, you know, but I'm glad it, it does. And uh, it did back then. So, you know, here I am and and it's awesome. There's, you know, other gentlemen like Andrew and Kevin that, uh, you know, we can all kind of share those stories of how, how we got here. Definitely. So yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Cause I saw recently on Twitter, you were giving a shout out to the gentleman that um, created the program. How long had he run the program before you took it over? Um, Mr. Griffin, he's, he actually started it. Um, I believe the second year the school was open. Um, so we'll go ahead and say, you know, 2001, 2002 is when he came in uh, to position here. And, um, you know, he was actually here through some really exciting times. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough back in 2004, 2005, um, we actually hosted the New England Patriots uh, for the Super Bowl. They actually practiced at our school on our field. Wow. Um, so the NFL came in and put this grass in and, you know, Ronnie was here for that and got to really see all that transition through, um, you know, still to this day, the field behind the stadium, we call it the NFL field. They put that in just for Adam Vinatieri to kick. Um, so it's that the same, um, you know, Bermuda 419 and um, they put down. And so Mr. Griffin left in, I think it was 2017, 2018. Um, you know, he had, he had to, you know, kind of take care of himself and decided to move his profession on, um, to his personal side. And that's when I was approached and was given this opportunity. So, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to Mr. Griffin. I know you guys see the cool, uh, you know, in the background, Andrew pointed out, that's, that's a credit to him. Um, that's, that's a little, my, my ode to him and, and nod every time I, I come in here and see that I, like to give him a shout out and, um, you know, praise for really getting this started. And, you know, I was just fortunate enough to come in and, you know, get the ball going and, and keep it going in, in the fashion that we're doing. I love that. And it, it sounds like he was one of the OGs and, and it, we'll have to have him on eventually and really get definitely. He, he, he deserves the opportunity um, and would love to mix it up with you guys. So definitely um, let, let's get Mr. Griffin on here. I never had him as a, as a teacher, you know, but he's always going to be Mr. Griffin to me, no matter what we are in this profession. <laughs> I feel weird calling him by his first name. He always tells me to call him Ronnie. I'm like, can't do it. You're Mr. You're Mr. Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and last but not least, Kevin, go ahead and introduce yourself and then give us your origin story. Uh-huh. I'm Kevin McCaffrey from Corona Del Mar High School, uh, Newport Beach, California. Um, we're a new program. We just started last year. Um, it was quite an undertaking to get the things going as far as school districts don't like liability. Um, I'm a baseball coach, the head baseball coach here and have a lot of pride in my field and I'm a turf, turf nerd. And so on Twitter, just, you know, I came across a Brentsville site and, you know, thought, gosh, we put in so much time and energy into this field. How cool would it be if we had a class? And Got into contact with Drew and he called me back and he's just been absolutely amazing. We've been in contact several times um, and I, I presented something, came up with something to present to our principal, fully expecting a no. Yeah, that's just how education goes um, and presented it to him. And he was like, I love it. 
that, you know what, if I ever need you, I know not to go to your office. I know go straight to the field. I <laughs> uh, said, let's, let's do this. I want to try something. And it's a way to, to reach out to some kids that, you know, want to be outside and want a different Avenue rather than taking the AP classes. Um, and we presented it to the district and he was so supportive. We met so many obstacles along the way. Um, again, the idea of kids working with machines is a big one with the liability with the district. Um, district finally came through. I had to get a special credential to teach the class, um, but here we are in year two. Uh, last year, we had 14 kids in the class, um, started it, went fairly well. This year, um, just it's amazing. We're full with 30 kids, um, wait list, um, would love to expand it. I don't know if the school has another section for me or not, but um, it, it's been just absolutely amazing getting it going and getting these kids excited for it. And now it's everyone on campus knows the Turf Kings and what we're doing. Um, so it's been it's been pretty cool uh, process. And I'm just so stoked with them and what these kids have done. It's I look forward to fourth period every you know every chance we get to get out there with those boys. I love that. And I love when you and I had the opportunity to talk about this further. You you brought up the fact that this class has really become a route or another outlet for those kids that weren't necessarily going to go the AP track or, you know, have have those different and unique opportunities. And this is a way to keep them engaged and get them passionate about something that they could really turn into a career if they choose to. Exactly. That that's to me, that that's a special piece is building these relationships with these kids. And, you know, the first day of class, the first week, I, I you know, you'll go through these icebreakers of, hey, why why the Turf Kings? Why do you want to be in this class? You, you hear that was the over. Hey, I just wanted to be outside. I saw the pictures. I get to be on these machines. It, it looks pretty, really neat. It's better than being inside. And look, that's how I was in high school. You know, I, I didn't want to sit behind a desk all day. Um, and you want to gear towards these kids. You want to give them these op- opportunities. Um, been pretty lucky as these guys know the turf industry is just so amazing. And the fact that everyone wants to help out with kids and the amount of people and golf courses that have reached out and, you know, Hey, we have options for these kids to, to come to our course and work over the summer. It's just, it truly is neat to get these kids involved and hopefully some of them take the path, you know, and, you know, I know Drew's done it and has so many kids doing that. We're new, but I know we have a couple of kids that, Hey, they're in year two. They're in essence not getting credit, and we have five kids retaking the class just because they want to be outside, and that, that's special to me. Um, like I said, it's just been a, a cool process, and really lucky to have this class. And you know, you had the unique opportunity to reach out to people like Drew and kind of build your curriculum that way. But I want to push that question back to Drew. You know, yes. take us back to those first couple of days, like. How did you develop a curriculum when, you know, there are so many I like red tape or or like Kevin said, there's so many liabilities when you're dealing with a school district. So how did you really present a curriculum that was not only going to keep the kids safe, but keep them engaged and then also present to a school board that this was a fruitful endeavor? So. When I when I took the job, I explained that like this isn't gonna be uh sit in the classroom, do some fun activities, talking about what could be happening. This is a hey, I need your full backing. We need to put uh I think it was probably seventy thousand into the program when we got started, equipment, everything needed, and it was the bare bones of anything, like anything you could think of. Like it it's usually what an athletic director has, but like 
I said, uh, when I, when I interviewed, I was like, this is going to be a, a full fledged ground screw. And uh, I really, I really pride the fact on that. What, what I developed was something that was a hybrid between what my experience was when it came to being in a college classroom where you obviously get to learn the specifics about turf grass and the cultural practices and the benefits of all these things, but also teach the kids all of the standard industry practices in the classroom, because that's where it goes leaps and bounds over any other classroom in the school building. I don't care if you're AP. I don't care if you're the highest of the high. You can do all those things. But if you have a kid who comes out of high school, out of one of our programs, who has spent the last four years learning how to maintain a baseball field, understand how to pack a mound properly, water moisture management. You could get a job offer from a professional team like, hey, I don't want you to college. I want you here now. Like that's 100% what could happen, you know. Um, And I think when I was developing the actual curriculum, I always put emphasis on the performance-based assessment. It's not about knowing what the process is it's about are you able to perform that process and by having that sort of in their mind and i know with josh and everything he does football wise and they have a little bit of a longer growing season than us up here in northern virginia it's you're hitting the ground running day one like you don't have time to get in the classroom and go over little things like that obviously safety things are done and whatever that is and it's different for everyone but we are working day one until I mean, we had a game two weeks ago. Like it's, we go through all those motions. And then when you come in for like the winter, which these guys don't have lucky, um, (laughs) when you come in for like the winter, uh, you start going over why you did certain things. You go into the uh, specific types of Bermuda grasses, how there are different cultivars, why they're different, how they came about, all these different things that they are questioning as they're performing the task. So they already know everything hands-on. Now they're going to be able to impress their employers even more because they actually know what they're talking about when it comes to the actual performance part. And that was what I always stressed. I said, this is happening. Like, you don't have a choice. If you're going to kick me out, kick me out because I'm not here to go on a PowerPoint slide every single day discussing (laughs) these things. And I'm not here to have a fun little uh, Play-Doh activity, whatever, to go over this, we have certain things that happen like that just to like in, reinforce some knowledge based thing, but it, it was performance because that's where the kids buy in. Everyone always asks me like, why, why do you think these kids love it and do what they do? Well, they're seeing their creation come to life. That's where education falls short. We have so many classrooms that talk about the process, talk about how to do it, have them do a little bit of it, but never actually show an outcome. So the kids can sit down come up with the design and Josh, they, they have some really incredible designs with the BT and the shading and everything like that. If he goes over that and how to do it like on a chalkboard and then doesn't do it, no one's going to care. Like that's the, that's the whole point of our classes. And I think they would agree with that. Um, but that's what it's always been since day one. And I've lived by that rule and it is panned out somewhat, I think up to this point, I'm going to stop babbling though. So. <laughs> Well, no, that really was eloquently said because, you know, as much as a groundskeeper is up against when it comes to weather or resources, labor, then you guys have the added element of 
15 year olds, 16 year olds. I mean, that is a challenge within itself. So that is, that's really one have... thing I tell a lot of groundskeepers is like, Hey, we have a lot of things go wrong. <laughs> and you guys got to understand that the reason they're not doing it wrong on your field is because they did it wrong on our field. So. True that. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. And it's so true. And it also just, you know, to have them buy in is probably the first step to make sure that they, you know, understand why this is, you know, up to them and really empower them with that kind of responsibility. Um, but also I have a follow-up question, but I'm going to shoot it to Josh. You know, how, you know, you took over a curriculum that you mentioned had already been in place, but, you know, with each new wave of students or each new class, how do you have to really cater that curriculum to fit the needs of the students? Um, whether that be just because each new year it's a different group of kids or just the the time that you've seen in the last five years, how do you really have to make sure that the curriculum adjusts to the students in your classroom? Um, one of the good parts about that is, um, you know, I've also been lucky enough to have students want to return. So I don't just per se, my second period is not all beginners. My second period has second year students, third year students. I've been lucky enough. Now I can say I have four year students. Um, you know, when I started, I had three periods. I had um, fifth, sixth, and seventh. I now have six in a seven block day. So my first period is I really, you know, it's a game plan. Figure out, um, you know, what needs to get done. I can kind of organize things. I make my list and, you know, I can start shooting, you know, second period off to do one thing. Third period knows. Um, pretty much had it down to a science, which is good when we, we reach back and talk about developing the curriculum, you know, I've had young men and young ladies that um, were fourth period. They know on a Thursday we do hash marks. Well, now on second period, they know there's a different aspect of how we get per se the field ready or, you know, where to go use this equipment um, because it's easier to use at this time of day. Uh, we have a, a particular time between August to just recently, it may rain at any time of day. And down here in Florida, you don't know when it's going to rain. Um, so, you, you know, you play the weather into your curriculum as far as, um, you know, what you teach them to do and how to use certain things or when you're able to do that. Um, you know, I had two hurricane breaks this year where I, I'm blessed enough to have students that were willing to come on a, a Friday when we play and there's no school. And it's hard to get a 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kid to, uh, you know, put, put this thing down and, and go to work. And, uh, you know, that's a great thing though. You, you know, they can use that tool where you can show them with their phone where, you know, technology is a big part of what we do now where, you know, you can say, Hey, look, I got this video or, you know, check out this link YouTube. You know, when we went through COVID. That's kind of how a lot of stuff was done was I did a lot of research and had to provide them with, you know, resources to, um, you know, change through what they can do at home until they got back here. And you know, I kind of rambled off on something different. Um, but that's kind of how I, the curriculum is when is every day is a new day, but to an extent there's a schedule of, of how, how things go. And the fun part is having students that play other sports realize it, you know, it's not just football. Um, you know, we also have soccer, lacrosse, softball, baseball, track 
Um, and the great thing is, and, and I think it's what's made my program successful, and, and I'm sure uh, the other two gentlemen in here can attest to, if you're able to get athletes from other sports that can help during, they know it's football season, but when baseball season comes, I've got baseball guys that know how to do this stuff, and they know, hey, game time, I have to get the mound ready, or they know how to pull strings, paint lines, uh, drag a field, where as a baseball coach, you know, you don't have to worry about that. Um, and, and our baseball coach is pretty thankful. He, he doesn't have to worry about dragging field because I have his star outfielder in sixth period that can drag the field and get it ready. And, you know, coach is ready about, you know, going. So I think that plays into the curriculum is, you know, to have athletes from other sports, um, you know, be able to kind of take the lead and go where we'll have baseball and softball. I can send baseball guys over there and I can focus more on the softball and take some other kids and, um, smaller field, smaller dynamics, and you know it's it's easier to talk through things. So I'm not sure if I hit your point there. I kind of went a few different places. It's exciting when you get to talk about it. Um, <laughs> We're the grounds know, crew. We're people. the grounds yeah. crew. You got to get it down. <laughs> you did hit my point, and I do think you touched on a couple of other things, and and really how a program like this is a no brainer at at a high school level because, like you said, when a baseball coach can come to the field and know that the players already took care of the field earlier in the day. I mean, that allots for him to do other things as far as, you know, be more than just the guy that's yelling at them about picking up their stuff or, you know, it gives him the opportunity to really be a mentor and, and step into another role if he's not having to be bogged down with actually taking care of the field. And Kevin, I know you can speak to that directly because, you know, for 20 years, you were a one man band taking care of the field. Um, and you just knew that that kind of pace was not, you know, you weren't able to maintain that if you wanted to have your family and everything. So talk a little bit about how, you know, this program has really been the solution to just making sure the field could be taken care of. Yeah, it's obviously a big help. Um, you know, getting married here in the last couple of years and having a daughter, it, you know, you want to you want to be able to go home and and see her. And you know, being a baseball coach means a lot of time. The district doesn't do anything. You know, they literally don't touch our field. And you know, you I have high expectations of what I want our field to look like. And it takes a lot of time. And so, you know, to have a period three times a week to have these these students get out there and teach them everything about how to take care of the field is pretty nice. And the fact that half of the kids in the class are baseball players, you know, just like Josh said, you know, I have in essence, three groups, uh, Hey, group one, you guys got the freshman field. Here's what we're doing today. You know, group two, you guys have the varsity field. We're lining it for a game to this afternoon. You know, we got to take care of the mount, whatever it is, you know, we have three different groups. We send them off, do the three different things, you know, whatever it is any given day. Um, but it, it takes something off of my plate that, you know, sure, there's cleaning up. There's never enough time. It was just one period. Um, you're still, I'm still doing a bunch afterwards, getting ready, but it helps. So the biggest thing is just, it's just so neat watching these kids work and love being in the sun and take a pride in doing it. You know, and when I say the district doesn't do anything, part of the agreement for our class was we're not going to touch the fields. And that meant over the summer. And so here I was doing all the fields by myself, got three of my kids. Coach, we're going to come out twice a week to help you. I mean, that's what it is. That's the turf industry right there, you know, and now I have these kids that come out and, 
it's not me mowing it. Now we got kids doing it, you know, and it's just the, the constant upkeep, you know, it, with everything. It, it's, I don't know, it, it's pretty neat what these kids do. And, you know, I, I know I have all the other coaches come, Hey, we have a soccer game. Can we get this mode tight today? You know, we'll do our best, you know, and everyone wants, wants help now. And so we're developing a pretty good relationship reputation. And, you know, again, excited with, with where we're going, what we're doing and teaching these kids. And definitely an expansion in the future because so. like, so. like you said, it <laughs> seems like now that it's on everyone's radar, they all want a piece of the pie for sure. Yep. So, and also just touch a little bit on, you know, how this, how important it is to inspire the next generation and, you know, whether it's through a turf program or just being a mentor to them in general, how big of a role does that really play in a position like this? I think it's huge. I think that's my approach with this class is this is going to be these kids, their their best class. I want them to come out and say, I had the most fun of the day doing turf. Oh, I get to go to turf today rather than drag into a class. Um, so I try to make it as fun as possible with everything we do. You know, hey, if it means I have to take five minutes and just screw around with them to get them going, we're going to do that, you know, um, and then get them going. And, you know, just a couple of things. You know, I had a kid just come out to the turf class last year and we're spray painting. We're getting the lines going. And he's like, wait, you're going to trust me with spray paint? Of course, you know, do it, do right, do right by me. And you're going to get a chance to do all this stuff, you know? And sure. Like Drew said, there are so many mess ups and I tell them day one, tell them all the time, guys, mess ups, things are going to break. It's going to happen. Just be honest with me. As long as you're not screwing around doing it, just let me know, you know, and there's that trust and they know they can come to me and Hey coach, this broke down. Hey, we didn't understand how to do this. You know, they, I think the kids know, Hey, I, I got their back and just creating that fun atmosphere while they're also getting to learn these life lessons, you know. And Drew, I have the same question I'm going to pose to you and Josh, you get extra thinking time because I'm going to come to you next. So, um, you know, how important is it to really inspire the next generation and, and how big of a role does mentorship really play in this gig? I mean, it's everything. I mean, I, I I get asked like 24-7, why'd you leave the pros? Why are you a high school teacher? Like, idiot. Like, it's the kids. I mean, it, it, it. I wouldn't be here without what I do with my kids. Like, it's just they drive everything. It's it's about being there for them when they don't have anything else, you know? Um, my biggest thing, then again, like it goes hand in hand with what they've been saying about giving them the opportunity. If you empower a kid to do something that is beyond what a classroom normally is or beyond what they ever thought they could be, that's when you change the game. That's where you see a shift in the industry. That's where you see something come from. I mean, nothing, honestly, like when you think about it, a uh, prime example, Meg, you've met her uh, at the softball Little league world series. I mean, I, I mean, her Liz's like absolute joy and everything in that week speaks for itself. Um, I mean, in the time that you met her, she has made connections with some of the most elite groundskeepers in the country and has had the opportunity to do some insane things. And it's just from being a mentor and providing those opportunities. I mean, it's, and that's just one student, you know, I'm, we're, around 200 here. And that's my job is to inspire the 200 kids that I can, um, the best I can, you know, um, 
And with turf, there's a really unique opportunity to take that to the next level. Um, I know Josh gets to do a lot. And obviously you can see behind Kevin with the batter's boxes is being able to be creative and then actually create it. There are plenty of opportunities to be creative without actually being able to experience your creativity. We're able to provide the opportunity to develop a plan, discuss, have those skills build up, having, again, people skills with your peers, whether that's working with athletic director, working with other admin, working with peers and students, coming up with these different ideas. Prime example, creating a, a scheme for uh, end zone. We do stars and stripes every year, but it's always different and it's always on the kids and they plan it out and they get to string it out, do all the different things. And it's something that they get to go. I did that. Like that's, that was me. And it's Friday night lights. Hey, you see what we did? That's what we did in class. This is what we do, you know? And I think that's the other big thing is by inspiring these kids, you're inspiring more than just them. You're inspiring their families. Their families are talking about it beyond that. And then that goes into the community and then the community gets bigger and it gets to the point where we're talking on a podcast with three turf instructors from across the country. Like that's, that's the goal. And that's where it all is rooted in our kids because without the kids, there's nothing. I'm going to stop babbling. (laughs) <laughs> you don't have to end it every time with that. <laughs> it's not babble when it has so many good golden nuggets embedded in there. <laughs> I just Josh- want to sit, hit on one thing that Drew said. It just it's the same thing. We do uh, a different design every week when we're in season as far as stripe in the field. And it is so neat as the instructor to see the kids. Oh, co- they take the drone shot. Oh, coach, the line's a little off here. Well, let's get the mower out. Let's fix that before. It's like mm-hmm. they, they have such pride in that and you don't get that in your normal classroom class it's it's something that is truly unique and seeing them do that type of stuff it's like okay we got these kids that we got them hooked it's pretty neat what they're doing yeah i love that and especially since there's been so much conversation around this generation and i don't know if you know in it in really what's what's our generation drew what's the one after millennial Millennial, I don't know, Z, Generation Z. Whoever we are and whoever the kids coming up right now, they've got a bad rap, like that they don't want to work. That I think every generation has a bad rap in the eyes of the generation before them. True that. To be honest with you. (laughs) And I think think that's where it's lost. I call them the TikTok generation. Yeah. All I want to do is make money off videos doing nothing. Like, there are so many kids out there that it's just not true. You know, yeah. you've met, you've met Liz. She wouldn't stop working during the middle of like the break time. Like it's just a never ending thing that there are those kids out there that want this. So yeah. I'll be quiet. No. And it well, And that's what I was touching on just with what Kevin said is like, just to see them light up about something that, and especially about a career that isn't an easy gateway, you know, it is a, it's a career that you have to have passion for and you have to put hard work into it. And it's just, it's kind of cool to kind of rebrand, give them the chance to rebrand themselves. Cause right out of the gate, we've kind of put these labels on this generation that are not the most becoming. So it's really cool. I'm sure in your position to be able to give them the chance to rebrand themselves and, and take pride in what they're able to accomplish. 
So Josh, we'll finally give you your chance now. Yeah, no, I mean, really, <laughs> that's kind of the perfect, uh, you know, lead into what I was going to say is, uh, you know, what I really enjoy or, or what I can see with going with this is helping the kids develop a sense of pride in themselves um, and in their school. And, you know, we're lucky. We're the only school in this area uh, to have this type of program and to see that they have that type of pride. And this is where I go to school. This is how we do it. This is the way it looks. I mean, they kind of know, like one of my expectations when something needs to get done or if you're walking around a certain part of a field or, you know, a different area, I'm like, it looks like crap. Fix it. I mean, if you're good, just imagine if you go to somebody else's field and you're like that. I doesn't look very good. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I should probably fix that. Or, you know, they can kind of take it upon themselves to see what needs to be done. I don't always have to kind of guide them or, or, you know, lead them to something. They just understand, um, you know, what's expected. And, you know, it's kind of fun because with the, you know, getting crazy with the colors and, um, you know, the different paint, it, after a while, you're like, I don't know what else I can do um, with painting the end zones, doing something on the 25 doing a midfield logo, outlining. Um, but I have to find something because they expect that. Uh, but it's cool uh, that, you know, they expect what the standard is, uh, you know, for our program and our school. And, you know, what we see Drew do, I'm always showing them, I'm like, man, look at that. I wish we could kind of do that. I'm a little I'm a little stingy with my colors. You like to do red, white, and blue. Um, I got a thing against the color red, so it'll never be on my field. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of our rivals they're red so i'm like gotcha, I'm, gotcha. I'm not gonna i'm not gonna paint red on the field sorry guys we can stars and stripes it um but it's gonna be blue and black um you know but it's awesome to see how much uh you know change there is in, in the opportunity to do things um and they get excited about it and you see kids now that are like man i i go to an nfl game and i'm like yeah, kind of notice this line you know or or you know the paint colors or how they do things and they bring these ideas um, and that's cool. You get them thinking outside the box. Um, you know, the TikTok thing. Uh, I didn't really know about TikTok until earlier. You know, the guy that freehanded the logo, um, <laughs> you know, the numbers and the kids are like, coach, look at this. I'm like, I don't have TikTok. I'll never see that. Um, but they look at these things um, and you kind of see the different perspective of, you know, what you do and, you know, how it's affecting this generation is there, you know, they see the Mo patterns. You know, we've been talking about the World Cup and, um, you know, I'll pop it on in, in the room when we got a little downtime, but they see these other things and they're, they're amazed by it that, you know, wow, this happens all over the world. It's crazy. Believe it or not, you know, so just giving them a sense of pride in, in what they do, where they play, where they go to school, what they do. And when other people show up, um, you know, our standard is the best, you know, we, we want to look the best when you show up here. Um, and when we go somewhere else, if it looks good, I want that too. Um, perfect example is the goal, uh, the pylons. Uh, we played at a school last year and they had their logos on it. I'm like, I got to have that. And, um, you know, the kids take pride in, in their school and just the little nuances of, you know, what makes a Friday night happen or, or you know, Wednesday afternoon with a baseball game. Um, it's just cool to see them be excited about where they go to school and, and the work that they've done for it. Definitely. And you touched a little bit um, on it in that response as well, that, you know, you're learning from them different things as well, even though it might be things about TikTok. But to dig a little bit deeper, you know, what lessons have you really learned from being in a position like this? You know, what opportunities or 
you know, life aha moments have you really been able to get from being in a position like this? Um, you know, if a, a young a young man or, or a young lady's having a bad day, um, they know and, and the admin, the teachers around here, they're really good about, I just need to go to turf. And to know that this is a, a, a good way for them to, they need to collect themselves. Um, you know, I've had, you know, I just want to mow. Coach, can I get on the mower? Absolutely. And, and to see that something little with giving them an opportunity to go be productive and collecting their thoughts while being productive, using a mower, um, getting out um, and just being themselves. It's, it's pretty cool. You know, I had a, a, a student of four years ago who wasn't even my student, um, but he always came to turf and he worked and he worked and now he works for the Jacksonville Jaguars doing the same thing. And to see him send me videos of uh, painting the end zones uh, for Florida, Georgia, or, you know, Hey coach, you need, we, we just changed the sod. You need me to bring you some pieces. You got a practice field that needs something like that in itself right there. Um, it's seeing the impact on, on how you can change somebody's day or, or their life. And just by giving them an opportunity to be themselves and work a little bit um, is the most rewarding thing in the world. Um, there's no, you can't put any, any dollar sign next to seeing uh, somebody smile and take, you know, pride in what they've done or, or what they can do and what they're going to do. Um, because you gave you gave them the opportunity when somebody told them no, you told them yes. That's awesome. And and Kevin, I have a, a similar question for you, but you know, what elements do you really love about this gig? You know, what's the re- most rewarding aspect of this job that you've found in the last two years? I think, like I said, what both of these guys have said as well, just just seeing the way these kids come out to class and they're excited to be at your class. Um, that, that's a big one. Um, you know, when we get into baseball season, when the overseeding process that, you know, we're doing the overseeding process right now, when that rye grass starts to pop, you know, and they want to, Hey, we've been talking about striping all that. And now we get to stripe some grass, you know, and, and we do assignments where, Hey, they got to go on the internet and find different, different ways they're going to stripe the grass. And just to see, Oh my gosh, they get with their group and no, let's do this one. No, let's do this one. You know, just that buy-in again, that, that there's not that excitement about many other classes and they just get going. Um, and to go back to your question, you just have with Josh, something I, I think I've learned though, is uh, patience with these kids. Um, you got to slow down, you know, everything, everything, they want to go hundred miles an hour. Uh, we got to slow them down. Um, you know, same thing. We just uh, lined soccer two weeks, two, three weeks ago for the first time and had to grab them. Like, is this our expectation? Is this line perfectly straight? You know, would you guys want that? You guys know how to line a field. Let's get back to what we do. You know, this is our standard. This is, this says Turf Kings on it. And that's not what we want, you know, and you get them back, you slow them down and get them back on track. Um, But yeah, it's just, I just, yeah, can't say enough about the program or what we're doing for these kids. And and I'll give Drew the opportunity to touch on that question as well. Just, you know, what lessons you've learned from the gig or or if you want to go a different route and talk about, you know, the most rewarding element of the gig. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, you give me too much to talk about. <laughs> um, but uh, the big I mean, the big thing is, is the rewarding part about everything is the kids. And again, I keep going back to it, but. Uh, like Josh said, when you see your kid 
take that next step just because of something that happened in a class that you're teaching, there's nothing more rewarding than that. You know, uh, two weeks ago, I was able to take my kids down to Charlotte and they prepped the field for the ACC championship. And to have those kids in the moment, see that everything we do on our field is what they do on that field, on the professional stage, on a national television, watching them just have the time of their life and just be able to see them come back so excited about everything, applying to colleges for turf, all of these things that you just, you can't like, like Josh said, you can't put a number on it. It's, it's truly everything. And the reason why we got into teaching, you know, um, and being the other really awesome thing about it was, was one of our chaperones was one of my former students, Julie Kessler, like, you know, Meg, uh, who's worked in the NFL and who is at school now. And like, it's just, to have her come down, be with the kids. She had a similar experience where we painted an XFL field. Like there is just nothing more rewarding than watching those kids take the same passion that you have for turf grass and just changing everything. You know, I always tell people this is if you give a kid a moment, all it takes is one moment to change their life forever. And in that moment, the industry will change with it. Like there are so many things that we don't take into account the impact that we have in our, in our daily work, you know, you don't know what the kid is going through. You don't know if their life is a living hell. You don't understand that like Josh said, and like Kevin said, it's an out, it's something that everyone's passionate about because it's their, it's their outlet, you know, and the outlet becomes their passion and the passion becomes their career. You know, that's what it's all about. And that's what I truly love about my job. And that's why I haven't left, you know, um, and no matter how insane these kids can drive me, I'm, I'm always going to be there for them. And uh, that's that's one thing that I've always learned is that these kids need someone who can help guide them down whatever path it is that they want to go, whether that's turf or something else. But they need someone to be there for them to find it. So. Well, in something that each of you gentlemen are doing you know, through these programs is not only inspiring these kids, but inspiring the industry to really take the initiative to, even if it's an intern on their staff or somebody in their community, to really take the opportunity to give those uh, younger kids on staff the op- the chance to thrive. Because um, I know like when when we see photos of kids like Liz and Julie at the, you know, at the Carolina Panthers stadium, prepping the field like there's nobody that saw those on Twitter and weren't like wow like what a crazy what a crazy opportunity for those kids and we know the impact it's going to have on them um so you know it has us thinking about the future it has the industry wanting to really you know do better and combat these labor shortages and in unique solutions and i would say you know a curriculum that other people can follow and implement in their own communities would definitely be a necessity, but I know that's a huge ask. Um, so, you know, I'll pose each of this, uh, each one of you with this question, you know, what's really your hopes for the future, whether that be for your program or just the industry as a whole, what do you really hope, um, you know, comes out of something like this and, and impacts and changes the industry for the better? And I'm going to pick 
Kevin to answer that question first. Sorry. I think no problem. Uh, big one for me is continue to grow, you know, assuming the school allows it. Um, take over the whole school. Right now we do baseball and some of the soccer. Um, just take over all the athletic fields. Um, have our Turf King standard everywhere. Um, th that would be big for me. Uh, if we do only get stuck with one period, hey, we're going to take that and we're going to run with it and do what we've been doing. Um, that's our big one. As far as, you know, the connections, um, like I said, just the turf industry, we're brand new. We're a year and a half in and the amount of people who have reached out through Twitter about they want to help or they want to go out to lunch or, you know, all the local golf courses. I was just at Newport Beach Country Club last week with Scott Day, the superintendent there. I love what you're doing. I love your weekly posts. So how can I help? What can we do for these kids? You know, let's get them out for a tournament. Let's get them working here. They need summer jobs. You know, same thing. The, the guys with the Charger staff, you know, and Josh was just saying about the freehand, um, the numbers. You know, I was one that videoed that. That was Andy from Athletic Applications, you know, spraying that. Um, you know, that that type of stuff. It, it's, you know, get, getting our kids the opportunity to get out there. Again, we're brand new. These guys have been doing it. And they have kids that have gone through to the next level. We're, we're still brand new, you know. Um, but that that would be the ultimate goal is to have a kid who, you know, wants to go work for Jordan at UCI on their baseball field. And same thing. Hey, give me some kids over the summer. And we're going to have that this year and getting kids that are out in the industry that, you know, it, it's neat when they come to you and say, coach, you know, you talked about this. Is there any way that, that I can maybe be one of those, those guys? Like, that's it right there. You know, it, it, that's, that's the, ah, I, I got it moment. Um, having, like I said, having those couple kids coach, we see you're mowing and on the suck. Can we come help you? That, Oh, that, that's what, that's what it's all about. And, you know, creating those relationships. And like I said, the, the relationship with the industry, um, you know, these guys know, and we don't have a budget, you know, the school doesn't give us any money. It's all through baseball and, you know, stuff breaks down all the time. And, you know, you get older equipment with what we're doing um, and to have the the country clubs and the golf courses step in and send over their mechanic because they're going to fix it for us for free and, and that type of stuff. It, it really is neat. And, you know, hey, anyone in the industry, you want to give back, give back to these types of classes. You know, we'll take anything and everything and we'll put mm -hmm. it to good use. <laughs> That'll be the call to action at the end of this. Uh, <laughs> is, this where I, is this where I can ask for a new Corona Del Mar yeah. High School. <laughs> Addresses below <laughs> in the description. Cell phones as well. We can yeah. take another anytime. Venmo, Moreover, yeah, I need a new 3100. <laughs> well, Josh, I'll let you take that question next. You know, just what your hopes are for the, the future of your program or just like Kevin tapped into how he hopes the industry really, um, you know, sees, sees the impact here. What well, I think, um, you know, with the power of social media um, and what I've really kind of tried to create with, with our, you know, turf Twitter and, and things of getting out the images of what we do and, you know, what it looks like on Friday is I really hope it gives the opportunities for other schools in our area, um, you know, to develop a program um, like this as well. I know, um, you know, kind of our sister school, you know, in the south part of the county recently just um, implemented, uh, you know, a turf program. And so they're starting. So I'd really like to see it grow um, in the area and not necessarily leave it on the coaches to, you know, have to really get down and, you know, let them have some time with their families and, and things. So I, I really want to see it grow in the aspect of, um, 
see what we do, see what these other schools, um, you know, Kevin's a perfect example of what he's been able to build. He went and asked and he's got it. And, um, you know, everybody deserves that opportunity to show up on a field where, you know, it, it's prepped and dressed for Friday, looks good for Saturday and how I'm confident enough to say you could play out here on Sunday. Um, you know, that's kind of the way I want it to be. And, and I want others, you know, to take that reign and, and really go with it. So that's, that's my hopes for the future. Uh, you know, the growth with, the program here in itself is uh, I just want kids to, to want to buy in and, and want to see and, and be able to work. Um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, all, all three of us can test. So we can't do it on our own it, as good as that final product looks. And everybody wants to say, man, you did a great job. I will never say, um, you know, I can take that credit because we can't. Uh, there's the tons, tons of little hands and, and feet that, um, hit that grass and, you know, help get it going. I, I may paint a nice straight line, but I can't paint all those numbers and all those logos. I, I can't cut the grass. Um, you know, it goes to those kids. And, uh, you know, that's just the great part of having it is um, you can rely on on somebody that, um, as we, we were talking about earlier, the generation where some people may have given up on them. I know I have kids that can come and can fix something, can mow something, can paint something. Um, you know, I, I just have to be here in a sense. I have to be adult supervision. They can do it. They can get it ready. Um, and, you know, that's that's pretty cool. As much as I'm like, no, don't let me do that. I got to <laughs> let them you gotta let them do it. Um, and, and they do a great job. And I'm I'm proud of them for that. So that's awesome. And, and yeah, you can even, you know, take up your TikTok game while they're on the field. You could, <laughs> I, might need, I might need to start one. I feel like I think <laughs> we, need turf, we need a turf TikTok. But I don't need them dancing with 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 stuff yet. I don't want to. <laughs> Everyone needs a turf TikTok, that's for sure. <laughs> and last but not least, Drew, I'll hit you with that question. You know, what are your hopes for the for the future? I think both of them hit it right head on the nail. I said that right. Okay, good. Um, growing our the presence of high school turf program has been a passion of mine. You know, being able to help Kevin in a way. I didn't really do much, but like being able to have conversations with people. And I mean, I've had conversations with school districts and well, I don't even know how many states it's been insane, you know, which being able to bring that to the next level and having more programs like ours, all three of ours, you know, that's how we find that next generation. And I think I've said it a lot is that the biggest untapped potential market of workers, employees, industry leaders are high school athletes. Everyone loves the sport they're in. Everybody wants to stay in that sport. 98% of them are making it to the next level. Even though there's thousands of programs, there's still 98% of high school athletes aren't going to college for it. So how do we get them to stay in their sport? Take care of the field that they love to play on. Like being able to find that next generation is what our program is all about. Um, and being able to help people and we actually help when we can with the curriculum best I can. Uh, I've written a couple and I've sent out, I mean, I think Texas A&M has now that they're handing out Texas schools and whatnot. It's just everything that we can do to help. That's what we're working with. Um, being able to make connections, you know, one of the biggest things that I, I love about this industry is just being able to come on this call and talk to everybody here, you know, like this is, this is how we change things, getting out and talking to people, having a voice. That's why we started the podcast. Well, COVID helps with that. But like, again, the reason we have a podcast is so we can have people have a voice and a story behind their name, you know, 
there are so many incredible industry professionals that even from a simple little podcast can bring kids to this industry, you know, um, that's, that's why I do what I do. And that's why we have created this program. Um, personal program goals for Brentsville. Uh, I, I think I've talked about it a couple of times, but we're hoping to develop the first ever high school research center. So when we have that research center, we're going to be taking over those AP classes that, they all think they're superior to us, and we're going to be actually conducting research-based trials that they're going to get a college credit based off the fact they're working with the Virginia Techs, the Penn States, uh, Texas A&M. We've had we've have people who have already dedicated resources and the specific trials that they want us to run with our unique location in the transition zone. Being able to add a class like that adds a whole new level to the student's experience and to be able to show them the academia behind turf grass and just bring that to the next level, hopefully bring in another industry professional who has a great background and all that, and just let them take that to the moon. You know, like those are the things that we aim for. Um, something that I always like, I always get asked is like, uh, what are you doing next? You've already done so much like, no, we're just getting started hopefully. And that's always the plan. And, to see these guys and what they've done and Kevin, I mean, jumping that many kids in one year is phenomenal. Like it's insane to see the growth and to see just from a message, uh, a DM, what that program has become, you know, like it's incredible. You know, and that's what it's all about. And that's why I love this industry. So I'm going to stop babbling. <laughs> I knew you're going to. I that. had to do it. It was the last one. Why? What do you want? <laughs> well, if anybody learns anything from this chat, it's that if if you're going to slide into anyone's DMs, go into the, the turf professionals because they will never turn you down. They will always say yes. <laughs> and, it, and it truly is. I've I've gotten almost I'd probably say 90 percent of my podcast guests through Twitter DMs just by, Hey, love what you're doing. Come, come speak about it on our, on our podcast. So that's, that's the big takeaway. And that Drew uh, thinks that he babbles anytime he speaks. <laughs> I do. I don't but know. <laughs> I really do. I do appreciate all you guys uh, hopping on the call for a bit. And like I said, this will be our cool special edition um, episode to really tease what's to come um, with not only, you know, turf programs and inspiring the next generation, but the collaboration of Pioneer and uh, Tiger Turf Talk. So definitely keep your guys um, eyes peeled for that. And again, I appreciate you guys the time hopping on here to talk about some truly inspiring content. Thank you for having <laughs> us. It's pretty cool. Thank you.